Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Now, it's really important that we have conversations about positivity because it is a really big part of what I do with clients, but it can also go a little bit wrong. So I'm going to be talking today about what toxic positivity is. Um, I put that in inverted commas because uh, that's how it's been described by other people. And talk a little bit about how positive should we be, how do we use positivity to help people, and how sometimes positivity can actually make people feel worse in certain situations. So this will be a great video to watch if you would like to know how to help your friends out a little bit more when they're struggling. Also, if you've ever struggled with positivity advice, um, this would be a really good video to watch. And anyone that you know as well who potentially could benefit from being more positive, but making sure that we show them how to be more positive in a much more friendly way than the way I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to start out by saying that I promote positivity massively. Clients come to me because they're struggling with some sort of anxiety. Now the basis of cognitive behavioural therapy is that it's the way that we think about situations that causes the, the stress and the upset that we feel. So we look at the ways in which people think about things. Now we call these cognitive distortions. So these are thoughts that in some way don't help you out. And there's loads of different examples of cognitive distortions. If you've ever listened to any of my other work, then you will have heard me talk about them quite regularly. But to quickly describe them, they're negative thoughts that cause us some sort of stress or anxiety. So thoughts like, what if it all goes wrong? Or what if people think I'm stupid? Or that person's looking at me funny. It must be because I'm fat. Or it must be because I don't look very good today. These kind of thoughts that we have in our head that cause us to feel uh, something bad, these are cognitive distortions. Now, when I'm working with clients, the kind of obvious solution to that is to teach them to be more positive instead. This is the case, and this is what I spend a lot of my time doing. So we look at alternative thoughts to these negative ones, and we talk about what a better alternative would be for that individual. So we're promoting positivity, we're trying to get somebody to think in a different way, and we also use techniques like practicing positivity. So if any of you have taken part in my positivity challenge, um, that is a very good example of how we can teach somebody to practice thinking more positively. Because if we practice thinking negatively all the time, we'll do that automatically. And if we practice thinking positively all the time, then we'll do that automatically as well. Now, obviously, thinking more positively leads to less stress, anxiety and things like that, which is where positivity as a therapeutic intervention is an absolutely fantastic thing. The key thing that we're trying to promote when we're teaching positivity to clients is balance. Now the challenging thing is that bad stuff is always going to happen. We can't get away from it, we can't say it'll be fine and it'll all go away. These situations happen and people have to work out a way of dealing with them. So the key thing that we're trying to create is balance for clients. And what we try and create is a realistic positivity. 
something that makes sense to them because sometimes the positive is not always just the opposite of the negative. So if somebody is worried about things going wrong, we have to acknowledge to a certain extent that things may go wrong and we have to talk about how likely that is, how we can avoid things going wrong, how we can think more positively in order to make sure that the outcome is more likely to be what you want it to be. It's not necessarily just practicing thinking in this idealistic way. So that leads me quite nicely into toxic positivity. Now this um, I've seen floating around on social media. I don't know who to attribute the actual toxic positivity title to, um, so I don't know who came up with that, but I've seen it a few times on social media. And it's quite interesting actually, because the reason that I'm doing this particular um, recording is because of conversations with clients and also because of conversations with friends as well, where there have been issues that have cropped up and they felt like other people haven't been there for them or have given them unhelpful advice or have tried to force them into a positive mindset that they're not in the right space to get into. Now, <clears throat> examples of toxic positivity are things like saying, you'll get over it just be positive situations that you go into like um, exercise classes and stuff where they're like good vibes only those are the only people allowed here these are examples of toxic positivity there's a few good reasons why these sorts of statements can be really quite bad first off they really invalidate people's feelings so if you have a friend or if you're aware of somebody who has something that's gone a bit wrong in their life and your response is, you'll get over it, that's quite dismissive. It really tells that person that the way they're feeling is not very important and the thing that they're struggling with is not really worth considering or talking about. So it dismisses people, it dismisses their feelings, it dismisses what they want to talk about really. It also demonstrates a lack of caring. When somebody comes to you and they have some sort of issue that they want to talk about and you're saying, oh, just be positive about it, it kind of demonstrates that you don't really care. Now, that might not be the case. You might be trying to help and trying to make them feel more positive, um, but actually you're making it worse. So those are examples of toxic positivity. The key thing here is that negative feelings are quite normal and they're actually okay. There aren't people who live in this perfect world where everything is positive and everything is happy all of the time. Negative feelings actually have a place in life. Now, the challenge here, again, is talking about balance. So when I have clients come to me because they want help with their anxiety, we're talking about negative feelings that have become too much for them. They've become too prevalent, they're taking up too much of their headspace, um, these negative feelings are starting to take over their life and they're starting to make things worse. So that's what I'm dealing with in clinic. But when we're talking about an everyday person who is going through a rough patch, negative feelings are perfectly normal and it's perfectly okay to feel them because some situations, in the politest possible way, are just a bit crap. And it's okay to feel bad about those things. So saying things like, you'll get over it, is not very helpful in those situations. 
So a way that you can help somebody that you care about who is going through some sort of issue or wants to talk to you about something is to really validate their feelings, understand their feelings and demonstrate empathy. That's how we tell people that we care about them is by demonstrating empathy. Now the tricky thing for a lot of people is the desire to offer advice um, which can sometimes be taken in the wrong way and even as a therapist my opinion on somebody's negative thinking pattern is completely irrelevant. We're not the important person here. The important person is the person who's struggling with the issue. So demonstrate some understanding. Some people do this by talking about their own experience of a similar situation and saying that I understand how you felt. This is how I felt when it happened to me. You're welcome to come and talk to me at any stage if you need to. Showing empathy, that's very similar. So being able to demonstrate that you understand how they feel and that you care about how they feel. I'm really sorry this has happened to you. Is a really nice way just to let that person know that you've listened, you've cared and you've understood what they're going through. Really avoiding those statements like just be positive or you'll get over it, things like that. You can't make people be more positive. And this, I think, is what people sometimes um, don't realise in situations. So sometimes you see this online. They say good vibes only. Or they talk about other people who are not positive being toxic or negative and having a negative energy and things like that. There's all sorts of things that get said. And that can be really challenging because you're very much creating a group of people that you're happy to communicate with and a group of people that you dismiss and you don't want anything to do with. And that can be really disheartening for some people who are going through a situation that is making them feel low. So basically by saying good vibes only, <laughs> you're not encouraging people to be happy or positive. You're just ostracizing people who are not feeling that in that moment. This is an example of how it becomes quite horrible for people to go through because it really pushes them out of social situations when if you're going through a tough time what you really need is people who will embrace you and understand that you're going through a difficult time not necessarily dwell on it constantly but be able to demonstrate that understanding and that empathy that shows that you're somebody that they care about so as a therapist when we're working with negative feelings we're talking about ones that are out of control so we're not talking about necessarily just a bad situation and feeling a bit grumpy in the moment we're kind of talking about prolonged this has been an issue for a long period of time so for therapists it's not up to just for us to decide what's the right thing for that person so it's really important for a therapist or a coach to really understand what an ideal solution for that person looks like so I have my own ideas on what's positivity and how to deal with situations, but my opinions are not important in this situation. So for therapists who are looking for a bit of advice, I would strongly recommend, and this is part of our training anyway, so you probably know this, asking quite exploratory questions. What does this mean to you? How could this be different for you? How would you prefer to think and feel about this particular situation that would help you feel better about it? 
And you can try that with friends if you want to. You have to be a little bit careful about overstepping boundaries and trying to fix things for other people because um, that can seem a bit patronising. But it's worth having a chat maybe with a really close friend to ask them, how would you prefer to feel? What would be better for you in this situation? That would be a fantastic way of helping somebody who you really care about. So obviously the reason this is so important to me is because cognitive behavioural therapy is very much based on the idea that it's your thoughts about a situation that cause you to have negative feelings. So we look here at the link between what we think, how we feel, and then what actions people take. So it can be things like, what if it goes wrong? Or if you're afraid of the dentist, what if it hurts? Or if you're scared of speaking in public, what if I look stupid? Which leads to certain feelings the increased heart rate, the um, sometimes palpitations, feeling hot, sweaty, a bit shaky, which leads to certain actions, which for some people is just avoid the situation. If you're scared of the dentist and you never go, then you're just avoiding the situation. But it can lead to other actions as well. For somebody who's scared of public speaking, um, I've heard of people having a drink beforehand to try and help them out, which is a really bad idea, but hey-ho. Um, different actions. And really, you have to respect other people's right to have a choice to do whatever's best for them. So what we try and do is we try and change this cycle. So instead of worrying, what if it goes wrong? We try and think things like, I can do this, or I'm willing to give this a good go, or whatever makes sense to the person in the situation that they're in. Which leads to different feelings, feelings of excitement maybe, feelings of confidence, calm, um, again, whatever suits them best, which leads to certain actions, actions like going out and doing it, or booking the dentist appointment, or whatever the situation calls for. So in terms of avoiding toxic positivity, we have to consider that really it's not our place to tell people how to be more positive. People need to explore it and work it out for themselves which is a great thing about the sort of thing that I do because we can explore it in terms of exercises, we can map out these cycles that people go through, we can look at what negative thoughts people are having and we can try and work out what alternatives would work best for them. But for the average person, you can't bully somebody into being positive. You can't just tell them to be more positive and expect that to have some sort of result because it won't. It'll just alienate the person and make them feel like they can't come to you with issues. So just to do a bit of a recap, you can avoid being toxic in your positivity by avoiding statements like, you'll get over it, uh, just be positive, good vibes only, that's my pet hate personally, whatever a vibe is. You can avoid doing those things by not saying those things. Help friends out by being understanding, by being empathetic, by validating their feelings. It's okay to feel bad about something when something bad has happened. And for therapists, show clients that they have a choice and allow them to make that choice. You can encourage and coach and take them through exercises to help them understand what's best for them, but you can't make a decision for them and you can't force somebody into being more positive. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.